Let us pray. Dear Father in heaven, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Today's message for you comes from our epistle in James, especially these final words. Receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. That's pretty intense. Pretty important. This word. What is this word? What does it do? And then how should we receive it with meekness? Well, let's start with what God's word is. Well, God's word is certainly not like ours. We are capable of making mistakes. God isn't. Our words are usually just words. They don't, cost, they don't cause a lasting, eternal effect on anything. God's words do. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. From our Psalms. God's Word creates. God's Word keeps things going. Our words, we say things like the power of nature. It's a mistake. Nature has no power. Nature is under the power of God's Word. For He uttered His voice, and the earth melted. Again, in the Psalms. We, in our words, we can speak lies. God simply cannot. James even calls God's word the word of truth. And God's word gives us every good and perfect gift, as James says. And in God... There's no variation. In God, there is no shadow due to change. God is not like us. He is not unreliable. He doesn't change from yesterday. God doesn't change as the years goes on. So his word is truth. It was truth when he spoke it, and it will be truth forever. It has to be this way. He is, after all, God. And the Word is also made flesh. God the Father sent God the Son, the way, the truth, and the life. And the Son promised the Holy Spirit in our gospel. Jesus calls it the Spirit of Truth the helper, the comforter. It just so happens that Jesus guided all his disciples into all the truth. And the disciples faithfully recorded it for us in the New Testament. And the disciples, having been inspired by the Holy Spirit, we know that it's true. God's word is almighty. God's word is true. 
And God's word is written down for us in the Bible. We can read the Bible and we can know what God says. We can even judge the preaching of a preacher on the basis of God's word. Now, preachers must resist temptation. Preachers, standing in the stead of Christ, must answer Satan's temptations of lies with the same answer that Jesus did three times. It is written, it is written, and it is written. God's word is the only standard. And as our Lutheran confessions say, God's word is the only norma normata. It is the rule that rules. The word is the only rule and guide. The Holy Scriptures, then, are to be the only standard by which we are to judge what is God's word and what is not. This is also why we cannot have fellowship with those who teach that the Bible has errors or contradictions or that the Bible has not adjusted for present times. God cannot err. Therefore, the Bible cannot err. There is no variation due to change with God or his word. And also, therefore, the Bible cannot be placed in some sort of ancient historical context because it does not pander to the whims of society. We must insist that the Bible is literally God's word. Let's take it a step further. We must also insist that God has nothing to say to us that he has not already said in the Bible. The Holy Spirit has guided the apostles into all the truth, and the apostles, they wrote down the truth. And the truth is this. Jesus and all that is his, that is now declared to you. Even from the days of the Old Testament, the Lord God is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. And this is what the Word does. It saves us. It comforts us in times of sorrow and in times of fear. The Word reveals to us Jesus Christ. The Word made flesh the Son of God, crucified on the cross for our sins and raised to life for our justification. The Son of God has become our salvation. And of the Father's own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. The word of God continues to do stuff. The word of God is how God makes us Christians. The word is how we are born again from above. Not in our dreams. Not as a voice in the sky as we're walking down the street. Not because of our religious exercises or routines that we have. 
It is the word that creates faith in your heart. For it once, a, it once was a hardened heart that couldn't believe in him at all. A heart that was once cold, dead, ignorant, and unbelieving is filled by the word with a new spiritual life. This is the work of the implanted word to be received with meekness. Meekness. Because the work is done by God's grace alone, God's power alone, through God's word alone. Not our will, not our decision, not our power, not our strength, not even our love, not even our commitment, not our devotion, and not our worship. It is God's word alone that has the power to create where there once was nothing. The almighty and true word of God brings Jesus into our hearts and makes him our savior. We don't do it. God does it. Through his word and his word alone. So in response to the power of God's word, in response to the power of the Holy Spirit, in response to Jesus Christ implanted in each and every one of you, we are all made meek and submissive. Meekness lays aside filthiness and, and wickedness. Meekness lays aside your own love of glory. And in response to the power of God's word in the Holy Spirit, dear Christians, lay down before him your failures your disobedience and sins, and he will cover you with a white robe of righteousness as he sets you before himself as spotless, as blameless. You are ready to meet him when he returns. So keep your hearts fixed upon where the true joys are found. Jesus Christ, for the word has been implanted in you and your soul is saved. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.